All right, all right, all right, y'all. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. We got a <laughs> we got a special guest in the building. <laughs> we got, of course, of course, I got my boy Dupree on here with me. Oh yeah, I'm not the special guest though. I ain't the special guest. Oh yeah, 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 no, 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 no. This that he the key co-host, special, special guest. We we got. We got Princess Naomi here. She decides she wanna sit up here with me in the podcast. So if y'all hear y'all hear a few noises or anything like that in the background, that's just her. I just I just <laughs> want y'all to know that. <laughs> just want y'all to know that. She's got some stuff but, to say too, that's it. Facts. You got something to say right now? No? Okay. <laughs> but man. How you, how you living, bro? We, hey, we here October. We we in a new month. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We are we in the thick of college football, man. We in the thick of the season now. I'm feeling good, man. We uh came off a good win this past Saturday. I'm have a bye week this week, so um just blocking it back in, refocusing and everything. So um this week this week has been smooth. This week has been smooth. How about you, man? Man. <clears throat> I don't, I don't know if you can hear it. I'm pretty sure you can, Brad, but the fall weather got the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it a little, a little bit in your voice. That's Man. So Somebody asked me earlier today how the weather was up here. And um, last week, it like, well, not even last week, that first day of fall, was September 22nd, that first day, it was like, yeah, the weather up here was like, yeah, we just going to go ahead and roll on through this we cold already um so it it, it messed up uh, it messed me up definitely because it was warm for the for a minute then they got cold out of nowhere this week has been cool though so but it, it's down there it's, it's getting like that man bro i think um like last week was like the first like real like fall weather like you know it's how it was cool it wasn't like as hot but then, like, this week, bro, it's been in, like, the 70s, like, high 70s. And then it was in the 80s today, bro. It's just. Uh, so it's not bad, bro. It's just. Yeah, bro. Like, I, like, last week, last week I was out at a game, at a high school game covering it. And it was cool for, like, the first, like, the first quarter. Bro, by halftime, I was like, man. <laughs> it got a little cold. I was like, dang, got a little cold out here. Like, hold on. Like, I mean, I, I had a jacket. You know what I'm saying? I had the jacket on me. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, how, like it was, it was, bro, like it was comfortable. And then all of a sudden it got cool. And I was like, yeah. oh, nah. <laughs> I already know. I already know. So, yeah, it does appear too, man. So it's just, it just depends. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta gauge it up here. Cause the the temperature, Tight. when you look at the the weather, the temperature might say one thing, but that ain't really really true how how it feel. It might be a little warmer or a little cooler, so you just gotta gauge it a little bit. But all right, that cold is coming for sure, man. Yeah, it's not for sure. It's definitely coming. I know for sure up there it is too, man. But like you said, bro, we we in the, with October we in the thick of college football. Uh, college football season, we're right in the thick of it. Uh, the NFL season is chugging along. They a quarter of the way done now. Uh, man, uh, NBA starting up preseason. 
the postseason for baseball is about to start. Hockey is about to start. I mean, bro, like it's just it's, it's sports galore right now. Oh yeah. But uh, when when October gets here, because at that point, all five major sports are you know getting involved somehow, some way. So uh, plus college football. Um, so man, it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing around this time of the of the of the, of the year right now for sure. Every time. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll start off um, with, with college football. Uh, you know, it's week six now. Uh, teams are starting to uh, get into conference play pretty much for the most part. Now we're kind of done with the the cupcake scheduling and the and the the off weeks and maybe some of the out of conferences games, the big out of conferences games until you know maybe robbery week here and there. But now, man, we're right into the thick of conference play, and um, you know it's starting to separate pretty much the contenders from the pretenders. And uh, we're sitting here going into week six. What's uh, what's some matchups that you're looking forward to this weekend in college football? Uh, right now I have I got two of them. I'm kind of looking at uh, the first one. There's a noon kickoff. It's Arkansas versus Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State is number 23 now. They're ranked number 23 in the country. Just came off a good win, um, a very, very good win against oh. Texas A&M. Um, and Arkansas, obviously, they came off of – they lost to Texas A&M in, the, in a close game. So I think that's an interesting matchup just to see, one, how Arkansas bounces back. Yeah. And, and last year, Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. We saw Mississippi State last year win some of those those big games. They beat some of the teams that maybe people thought they weren't supposed to beat. So seeing how they respond coming off a good win last week, do they follow that up with being a tough Arkansas team who's going to test them, um, who's going to test that defense running the football? Because if it's one thing that Arkansas is going to do, they're going to run the football and they're going to play defense. So just seeing what what Mississippi State does. Um, And then the second one for me is right here. is a Washington State and USC. Um, Washington State comes in four and one. Um, they've had some good wins, um, won some games, and everything like that. Obviously, USC is undefeated right now. Um, they're sitting at five and zero, number six in the country, going to um, going down to Pasadena to play USC. So I think that I think that game could be an interesting match matchup as well. Um, just I'm I'm in I'm intrigued with USC just to see. When and if are they going to have that that Pac-12 stumble? If you, you get what I'm saying, there's always, there's yeah. always at some point throughout the season, the Pac-12 team that is ranked high, they're up in the top ten, top five. Everybody's feeling good about them. They're supposed to win the conference. They'll be in the playoff. It's always that one game where they find a way to blow it and they lose it. So is this is this possibly a, a trap game where? Washington State can come in. They're 13-point underdogs. Maybe they can come in and make this a close game, make this a game going to the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, get get Lincoln Riley and USC um, a little nervous. I like I like those. Because, yeah. man, you know, the Pac-12 right now, for sure, definitely been trying to gain some respect in college football because I feel like, you know, nobody's really paying attention to the, you know, to the West Coast like that just because – it's it's been a while since they had a, a a legit prevalent team, you know, that can catch the attention of others nationwide. 
So yeah. I think that's that's definitely a good one there. I I, I like that one. Uh the two games that I'm looking at, um it's um it's crazy because preseason wise, before the season, you know, got started, you would have looked at this that these two games to me at this point in the season, it's like some huge games implications as far as maybe like, you know, their respective conference championship, uh, maybe even like the playoffs, possibly, you know, the new year six bowls, all of that stuff. But now, uh, they're pretty much both just some seriously like lackluster in games. Uh, the red river shootout, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, you know, a classic rivalry. Obviously, coming in, you would think that this would be, uh, you know, Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel and points, points, points. But, you know, now both these teams uh, already have lost at least one in conference play. Oklahoma has dropped two in a row in conference play. Um, They're not looking too hot right now. We don't know when Quinn Ears is supposed to be coming back. I'm not sure if he's supposed to play this game or not. Um, I have to maybe double-check on that here in a second. But the fact that, you know, usually you see in this game and one of these teams or both of these teams are ranked, and the fact that neither one of these teams are ranked going into this game is just kind of like the whole parody of, like, college football right now. The fact that, you know, down here in the Cotton Bowl, this is just your normal, like, just a normal, like, it's a rivalry game, but it ain't having that flair to where it's getting the attention like it's normally done over the years. Like, there's mm-hmm. that, that star power is missing, that storyline is missing. So, um, but it's a big game overall still just because at this point, the loser of this game drops a 3-3. Three and three. And, um, you know, the Big 12 is looking like, Maybe it's, you know, Oklahoma State's the loser or something like that. Or, you know, it's a couple other teams that may have some say-so in there too, uh, which, you know, we'll get to them uh, later on. But, I mean, especially if Oklahoma loses, to go at this point to go from being preseason ranked top 10 to going to 3-3 and 0-3 and and conference play, losing three straight in conference play, that's going to be trouble uh, for Oklahoma if they don't pull this one out and find, like, try to find a way to right the ship. And then – um. The next game I'm looking at is uh, Alabama <laughs> and Texas A&M. Obviously, everybody knows the drama, the back and forth that went down between the two coaches and Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Yep. Back and forth, you know, everybody was circling it. Man, October 8th, October 8th, because the way it looked, they both could have been possibly going into this undefeated. A top At that point, being a top five matchup, uh, it's the it's the night game for the doubleheader for CBS that they do that they do once a year. It just it looked like the all the stars were aligned for this game to be like pretty much the game of the year. Well, Texas A&M loses to Appalachian State at home, gets beat up down in Starksville to Mississippi State. So now they're three and two, and honestly, they're a a botched uh, fumbled from K.J. Jefferson and a weird missed field goal from Arkansas from really being two and three <laughs> um, on the year instead of three and two. So there's that. And then, obviously, the injury to Bryce Young last week uh, to Arkansas with his shoulder injury, uh, not being 100%, wondering, you know, if he's even going to play. I'm not sure what's the status on that uh, either. But the fact that, you know, these two games were supposedly, you know, are normally the big games or will would have been the big games. Now it's just kind of like 
Yeah, ho hum. We we talking about TCU in Kansas instead of Texas and Alabama or Texas and Oklahoma. So uh for me, those are definitely the two games um that I'm looking at to like just, you know, just intriguing to see just because I'm like, man, they usually supposed to be like the big games, but they're they not right now. Yeah, that, that Texas A&M Alabama game, that's uh I don't know. Are we picking that game? I don't think we are. Nah. Nah. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Um, especially with everything that's going on with Saban, and it almost makes it, it it almost makes the game feel like it's Saban versus Jimbo, not Alabama versus Chase A&M. Like they like Saban and, and Jimbo are gonna be suiting up and, and playing this game on Saturday. Um I know Alabama. Outside of all that, they've been waiting on this game, especially coming off of the loss last year on the road. Um, and then now this year, you know, this year with everything that was going on with the two coaches, uh, I, I think this might get I think this might get ugly. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it might get ugly quick. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, I think now, it's, well, it's, it's, no. it's, it's Bryce. What, what's going on with Bryce, though? I didn't even think that, about that. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. But I, don't, I honestly, I don't think that's going to matter. Uh, I hear that. Whether he's, whether he's in it not, or not, I mean, just because the way that the, um, the, way that the backup stepped in last week, because, you know, Bryce goes down, and that's when Arkansas started the game momentum. And um, next thing you know, it seems like that, you know, they're on the way. They get their onside kick. They get their onside kick recovery. Uh, you know, they, they start making their way down. And and um, it seems like, oh, my goodness, it's, they may be able to get it. But, I mean, I mean, the backup, Jalen Milrow, I mean, you know, he didn't throw the ball necessarily too well. He only threw it nine times. But, I mean, man, that third and 15, when he made that big, like, 76-yard run, they got him down to the two-yard line. And that, that pretty much took the air out of out of Arkansas. So, I mean, I I think that – I think Mildred can, can get it done without necessarily having had Bryce to play against Texas and them. I mean, now, if this was the big heavyweight matchup that it was supposed to be and – a top five matchup, then I can kind of see maybe that Bryce would try to find a way to play. But I, I mean, I just think man, it really doesn't matter. I think they got it. Just go ahead and I say go ahead and just let the let the backup play rest up. Maybe try to see if you can get Bryce for next week against UT against Tennessee because you know maybe that'll be a big one to try to get him out there. But I mean, I think missing this game against Texas and them wouldn't be. Wouldn't be that crucial to, yeah. to for him to play because I I think it's gonna get ugly quick. Yeah, they're gonna test him. They're gonna test him definitely. If he if he's playing, they're gonna test him. A and M is not gonna sit. They're gonna pressure him. They're gonna make him. They're gonna make him play ball for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, a lot of um, I think it's only um, I think it's only three ranked matchups. Uh, two, three, three, yeah, three ranked matchups uh, this week. So a lot of teams are playing unranked teams, and honestly, it's quite a few of them that's kind of gonna be that's on the road too. Um, do you have anybody on upset alert this week, or yeah, possible upset alert? Two teams. I got two teams on upset alert. 
first team, all right, uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's right seven in the nation right now. All right, they play Texas Tech this week. The Red Raiders are coming to town, going to um, going to Oklahoma State, going to Stillwater. All right, I'm putting Oklahoma State on upset alert. Um, Texas Tech coming off the win off uh, beating UT. They average 35 points a game, giving up 27. Um, this this matchup there, these are two evenly matched teams. Now Texas Tech has the two losses. All right, they lost to NC State on the road, and then last week or two weeks ago, excuse me, um, no, last week I'm sorry, they lost to Kansas State. Um, and Kansas State is on the road right now. Um, so they lost to two good teams. Um, but like I said, coming off that win, you beat you beat Texas. Texas Tech uh, is, a, is a sneaky football team. They're a sneaky good football team right now, right? Saying that three and two, I believe the spread is is uh, ten, like nine and a half, ten points. I think yeah, that might be a yeah, little. I think that might be a little too much. But if you're looking at um, points per game, is probably the biggest discrepancy right now. Oklahoma State scoring forty seven to Texas Tech's thirty five, but everything else points allowed, total yards. Um, Yards allowed, even passing yards, rushing yards, four in allowed. They're about the same. They're about the same. Um, so I definitely think that that 10-point, that 9.5-point spread is a little too much. I think that if Oklahoma State comes in and they aren't as sharp as they need to be, um, they could be on upset alert this weekend um, with an with a L. And then the second team that I have, is uh, North Carolina State. North Carolina State is definitely on upset alert. Definitely on upset alert. They got Florida State coming to town. Florida State coming to town on Saturday. Um, I did not see this from Florida State. Um, I didn't see 4-1 coming from Florida State. Um, And, I mean, they just came off of a loss. Uh, versus Wake Forest, where they play Wake Forest tough. Um, I, I, I once again we did the our ACC breakdown and everything, and we just not that we discounted Florida State, we just didn't know what to expect. Um, but they've been right. playing well. Um, they got some playmakers on offense. Their defense has been playing well. Um, they're stopping people. They're able to score the ball. Um, they're going tit for tat. Um, they've won close games. They beat LSU. In that neutral site game, in a close game by one point, um, they blown teams out. They went toe to toe in a, in a high scoring game versus Louisville. Um, so they found different ways to win football games at home and on the road. And you're going to NC State, who's coming off a tough loss um, at Clemson. Was that was that North Carolina State Super Bowl? Do they find a way to bounce back and? refocus with that being their first conference game are they able to refocus up and continue the mission and keep winning these football games with a tough Florida State team coming in so I got NC State on upset alert too that's solid I like that one I didn't I didn't really think about that because yeah, like you mentioned earlier when we talked about um in early episodes when we mentioned in our ACC breakdown you know we 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 didn't we didn't see Florida State like as a fl- a favorite or like you know a, a major player in you know making a run for ACC championship, but you know we did say like hey you know this is a team that we 
like you said, don't know what to expect out of them. I mean, they could be really good or they could be really bad. And I mean, so far, uh, they've been pretty good. So, yeah, I would definitely watch out if I'm NC State um, this week against Florida State. Uh, my two uh, teams that I have on upset alert, uh, I'm going in the Big 12 too, like you did. And uh, I'm going to say Kansas State uh, going into Ames and having to go play Iowa State. I mean, to be honest, you know, these teams are kind of similar. Like, you know, the way that they're built, how they do things, you know, they don't have, like, the big-name recruits, the big, you know, five-star recruits all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll have, like, the, the two-stars, the three-stars, the four-stars who, you know, are just going to play hard and, you know, work their tails off and, you know, do the best that they can uh, for, you know, for their, for their you know, for their respective school. Uh and the fact that, you know, Iowa State has, has done it plenty of times beforehand in Ames to, you know, upset, upset, you know, upset teams. I mean, both defenses are pretty good. Kansas State only allows 18 points a game. Iowa State only allowed 14 points. Uh, I mean, the total yard is like you for the same thing you mentioned with Texas Tech and Oklahoma, the total uh, Oklahoma State, excuse me, but the total yardage uh, it really ain't that far away from each other. It's only maybe maybe like a 20 yard difference. Uh and the points per game is probably just really just a touchdown difference, 32 to 26 uh, in favor of Kansas State. So this is a tricky game right here uh, for Kansas State going into Ames. And it's a night game. It just seems like Ames is a crazy place at night for some reason for ranked teams. So if I'm, that's one team I have on upset alert. And then another team I got on upset alert, uh, I'm not that confident in it, but it's just – Kind of like what we mentioned about with USC, just the aura of the Pac-12. You can just see for some reason a Pac-12 team just blunders it and lose a game that they're not supposed to lose to. And that's Oregon. Uh, Going up against Arizona, going on the road to play Arizona. Uh, Oregon are two touchdown favorites. They Honestly, they should take care of this game, but... It just seems like for some reason that, you know, there's a couple teams that Oregon just for some reason, they don't play well against in conference. Stanford usually is one of them. Uh, Arizona has gotten them a few times before as well. So just kind of like of recent history is what I'm going off of. This one is a night game as well on the road. We just never really know what to expect. Oregon should take care of business, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were in a dog fight against Arizona as well. Yeah. I don't even wonder. Oregon was supposed to win the Pac-12 and be in the playoff. They supposed to be in it a couple. So, of so years. many times, so many times. <laughs> this so been in a couple of years, man. I don't even know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I, don't, I so the, a team in the Pac-12 has to get in before I can say a, a team in the Pac-12 was going to get in because there's been plenty of years where Oregon or uh, even Utah or one of these, you know, one of these schools is supposed to get in, and, and they find a way to they find a way not to. So. Um, I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait and see to the committee decides who the top four is. <laughs> Man, so we get ready here. Wrap it up with the uh, with the college football segment. Um, we got three games on tap for Pickums. Uh, first game up going into the SEC. 
Uh, the only uh, ranked SEC matchup here this week. Uh, down in Baton Rouge, we got eighth-ranked Tennessee uh, coming in undefeated on the season so far. Uh, and then we got 25th-ranked LSU sitting in there 4-1. That long losses that that game we mentioned to Florida State. Uh, first time in, I think, what, 12? Yeah, first time in 12 years Tennessee and LSU faces each other down in Baton Rouge, which the last time that happened was the infamous – Game where it seemed like uh, Jordan Jefferson didn't get the playoff in time, or no, uh, fumbled the snap as it went through his yeah. leg on a shotgun snap, and it seemed like UT pulled out the upset because LSU was ranked at the time. And then come to find out, because of all the substitutions and everything that was going on, UT had 13 men on the field, <laughs> which nullified that and gave LSU a second chance, and obviously they would convert on it and. Survived and ended up beating Tennessee, which I think that play sums up um, Dooley's tenure there. <laughs> That's when Dooley was the coach at UT, so I'm pretty sure that 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 sums up his um, his time there for sure. But man, yeah, UT LSU. Um, I mean, big big game for both teams. Uh, Tennessee is favored by a field goal. Do you think that they could be possibly looking ahead to Alabama next week? Or do they go ahead and take care of business against LSU? If if they're looking ahead to Alabama, they're going to lose this week. Um, the, the, the big thing with this game is, and I, and I say this game, but really it's, Anybody that's playing Tennessee this year, can you find a way to slow down that offense? Can you find a way? If you can't slow them down, can you find a way to score with that offense? Uh, you got to find a way to get to get some extra possessions. Um, if you're LSU on third downs, you got to get off the football field. You got to make these guys punt. Um, they're 560 yards a game on offense. Uh, three hundred, almost three seventy through the air. I'm talking about almost two hundred, two hundred on the ground. So you got to find a way to get these guys off the field. Um, going down to Death Valley is not easy. That is a hard place to play. They're coming off a good win, uh, a comeback win against uh, Auburn last week. Uh, you got uh, Jaden Daniels down there playing quarterback for LSU right now. I just I haven't watched LSU close enough, and I haven't watched them enough this year. And I that was a good win, a good comeback win versus Auburn. That's a tough place to play as well. I just don't I don't think Auburn is a great football team. I don't think Auburn is 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 one is a good football team. If I'm just gonna be completely honest. Um, Man, this is a tough one. If, like I said, if Tennessee is looking ahead to Alabama, they're going to lose. I'm, I'm gonna roll with Tennessee. I said that Tennessee finds a way to get it done. I would not be surprised 
if LSU wins this football game, but I, I'm I'm a roll with I'm a roll with with Tennessee, um, and I like that three that three I like that spread. That's it's going to be a close game. They're not going down there to to, to Baton Rouge and and uh, blowing out LSU. That's not happening. That's not happening. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm a uh, <clears throat> man. Excuse me. I'm going to roll with Tennessee as well on this one. Uh, I think they do just enough to sure for sure to get by uh to get by LSU. I mean, we all know Death Valley is not an easy place to win at. Uh it's gonna be tough. This is probably gonna be their next this is their next test, toughest test right here, uh after getting past Florida. Now they got LSU here. I mean, really we're about to see what we're about to see really what you know what UT is all about here. I mean, you know, they've they've had Florida. They've had um who else have they played so far? Who did they put? Uh they had the bye week. So yeah, they had they had the bye week last week. So they got Florida, the bye week last week. They now they get LSU, uh, um, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia here four yeah. out of the next five weeks. And then uh, I got a home matchup with UT Martin. Uh so we about to see how for real, you know, UT really can be. Uh, they already passed one test here with Florida. So this week coming up with LSU, if they can get this one, we really going to see, you know, how well these guys, um, you know, can continue to play ball. Um, I think they get it done this week and they go to 5-0. and But I'm right there with you. I wouldn't be surprised if LSU found a way to get a, a dub there just because it's down there in Death Valley. And, you know <coughs> – it's 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 an early game too, so that's kind of it's it's a noon game, a eleven o'clock game, eleven down there in Louisiana, so it's an eleven o'clock, eleven a.m. game. Sometimes you know LSU do come out a little lethargic in those early games. Yeah. So maybe if UT can catch them slipping and and, and you know maybe get out fast and stay ahead fast, I think they'll take care of business. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with UT. Uh, over LSU, but it's it's gonna be a close one for sure. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, next up, we'll go to the we'll go to the Pac-12. It's a big Pac-12 matchup uh, going on right now. Uh, number eleven Utah, number eighteen UCLA. Um, this is pretty much I think uh, I think the Pac-12 done away with divisions. So how they're doing is kind of like what the Big Twelve do, just the top two teams. Um, left in the standings are going to play each other in the conference championship game, which I think is probably the smart thing to do at this point because it's Pac-12 is kind of just right now maybe three, four teams top heavy, and then the rest is yeah. But <laughs> um, I mean, it's a big matchup, a big matchup right here between Utah and UCLA because uh, at this point, you know, the winner of this one goes to I want to say. Three and zero on on the year in conference play. Um, they're trying to keep up with USC. USC is already three and zero in conference play. So, um, and I think the big thing about that is is that Utah after this game gets USC the following week. So it's a this is a huge game. It's pretty much kind of almost like a de facto elimination game as far as going down in the rankings in the Pac twelve standings to see who is that team to fight uh with, with USC and you know the a lot of talks a lot of hype was around Utah as well you know to be a a contender here in the Pac-12 and maybe possibly make a run in the in the uh college football playoffs so 
Uh, it, it's a big, it's a big step right here. Utah already has one loss on the year. UCLA come in undefeated after that big win against Washington last week. Uh, man, who you got in this one? Man, I'll tell you, I am a DTR fan. Dorian Thompson, uh, Thompson Robinson. I remember watching him in the Elite Eleven um, a couple years ago. I'm a DTR fan for sure. Uh, this is it's going to be a class, a class of strengths. Um, right now, UCLA is only allowing 80 yards rushing a game, and Utah is rushing for over 200 yards. So that's going to be a class. That's going to be a class of strengths right there. Strength on strength, run defense versus rush offense. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with UCLA's defense, and I think DTR makes a couple plays in the passing game. Um, and I say the passing game, but just a couple plays, not just with his arm, but with his feet, to win this game at home versus Utah. It's gonna be a tough, tough, tough game. It's gonna be this. This should be a good game. I think this is going to be a good football game between two good teams. But I think UCLA, DTR, and that defense find a way to make a couple plays and win this football game on Saturday. So I'm going to go with UCLA. It's another game where, I mean, Utah scoring 42 points a game, UCLA scoring 41.4. Like, this is another evenly matched. They're giving up 14 and 20 points respectively. So I'm, I'm going to roll with the quarterback, and I'm going to go with that run defense for UCLA to get it done. Man, bro, I feel like DTR been playing college football like for forever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he came in with uh with Corell and, and all those guys. Oh Chill. man, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I feel I'm like I, I looked up last week and I was like, I was like, dang, bro, DTR still here? You said like, I'm like, bro, I feel like he been here for forever. Like, Airplane. when is when is when is this man leaving? But <laughs> He's a, nah, bro. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of DTR too, bro. They a certified baller. Oh my God, the move he put on the, the Washington defenders last <laughs> week. Was, oh my, bro. Yeah, I man. I was like, dude, it's the truth. Um, I think with the fact that the game is gonna be in LA at the Rose Bowl, I am gonna give the slight edge to UCLA as well. Um. I I do I really do like Utah because I mean the physicality that they bring uh not too many teams in the in the Pac-12 has that physicality that they that they bring you know week in and week out uh, but DTR special man they got a nice group of wide receivers that defense is pretty that defense is pretty good they pretty much kind of held Michael Penix Jr. in check for the most part I mean you know they had a little they had a little stuff going there in the second half, but honestly, it was kind of too little, too late. And then offensively, UCLA was was on the heater. Um, they couldn't be stopped either. So, um, but the fact that it's at home for UCLA, I, I am going with the Bruins uh, slightly over Utah. And I, but like you said, that one should be a very, very good game. I'd be I'd be shocked if that one was like. Uh, a, a a downer. It, that's it's got to be a good game. I mean, and it's it's gonna be an early game compared, you know, far as out there in the West Coast. It's gonna be you know three thirty Eastern time, but you know out there is that's gonna be like a noon game. So it's gonna be pretty dope. Early, you know, early in the morning, afternoon there for them. So should be a good game. You know, all in all. 
Uh, last game here on tap. Man, I think if you would have told me this back in August that the big one of the bigger <laughs> games of the week here on October 8th uh, in college game day was going to be in Lawrence, Kansas, I would have been like, fool, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, fool, you crazy. I'm just going to tell you straight up like that, fool, you crazy. Yeah. But it's happening. Like... Uh, Man, how can you not love college football, bro? All these big-name powerhouses we've been talking about here, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, UCLA, and college game day is going to be down there in Lawrence, Kansas for for football, not basketball, for football. Oh, yeah. TCU, Kansas, both undefeated here uh, in the Big 12. Um, man, early, early game there. I think it's a noon game as well. Does Kansas keep it going? Who you, who you got in this one? TCU or Kansas? Both, both got some big wins already, you know, on their schedule. Man, I, I don't know if you remember this. It had to be maybe two episodes ago. Or it might have been the last episode where I said that Coach Lapo is doing a good job, a great job down in Kansas, and he's got that team rolling. Um, I watched, this was in the spring, I watched, they did a little, like a four-part series called, the, I believe it was called The Blueprint, and it was just talking about last year and how the season went last year and then the and how spring ball was going and the foundation and the culture and everything that they were building in Kansas, and I really, really liked Everything that I saw is a good little. It's, it's nothing too long. It's probably forty minutes in total. Four different episodes on YouTube, um, and so I would say I'm not in the building to say that I'm not surprised that this is that they're undefeated. I'd be lying, but to see the success they're having from what I saw just in that in those four videos. I, it's not a shock that they're right here. Um, I'm going to keep rolling, man. I'm going Rock Chalk Jayhawk. You know, I'm a Kansas basketball fan. I'm going to roll with I'm a roll with Kansas this week. I think they've got some good momentum. Uh, Sonny Dykes has TCU rolling. They have TCU rolling. It's another class. It's another strength on strength. TCU is running the ball for 251 yards a game. And Kansas is stopping the run. They're only allowing 115 yards a game. So something's got to give once again. Um, with college game day being there in Lawrence, I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you the last time that college game day has been in Lawrence. I remember them being at Kansas State a couple years ago or whenever Kansas State was was doing their thing and they were rolling. Um, but they were in Manhattan, not in Lawrence, and not for football. So I know that campus is going to be rocking. That stadium is going to be rocking. It's a noon kickoff. We're 11 o'clock there. I'm going to go with Kansas. I'm, I'm going to keep rolling with, with Coach. I'm going to go with Kansas to, to stay undefeated. That's crazy. I'm going to go with Kansas. I think Kansas stays undefeated and, um, and, and gets the win. They're, they're, it's crazy. They're, under, they're a home underdog, too, which is, which is a yeah. Weird in my opinion, but I, I understand it. 
but they're a home underdog. I'm going to go with Kansas, man. I think Kansas gets it done. Oh, man. I ain't, I've been going back and forth on this, trying to figure out who to pick on this one because, uh, honestly, bro, both teams are, like, are rolling. They both are, both of them are rolling. Sonny Dykes has TCU rolling, like you mentioned, uh, which, you know, he's – I mean, he's done it everywhere he's been at, like he, yeah. SMU, at Cal, and Louisiana Tech. Like he just he just gets that program rolling and always has them headed in the in the in the right direction, regardless. And now the fact that he's doing that at TCU, coming off that big win against Oklahoma, uh, um, but man, Kansas. I think, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Man, the last time they probably been down there for a game they've been down there, maybe, maybe when they were in that contention for a Big 12 title, you know, it was at 2006, 2007. That's Tlaib. You know, yeah, when Tlaib and uh, Ty Reeson and all them was there, you know. That's probably like the last time they, you know, for real had some, this type of, you know, this type of hype. Um but I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I think uh I think I'm gonna go ahead and, and get on the opposite side with you here. I'm I'm gonna go with TCU. Um, I think um I think they'll try to find a way to actually go ahead and um, keep getting those big explosive plays, uh, whether it be on the ground through the area. I mean they they just honestly they ran it all up and down Oklahoma's throat last week. Yeah. Um, they they ran it all up and down. I I don't think it'll be a uh, Honestly, I don't think this game would be really be a shootout like that. I think it's going to be one of those close, like, 24-21 games, which, you know, that's that's low scoring in the Big 12, you know. Oh, no, you know, definitely. You know, that's low scoring in the Big 12. So, for the some people, that's, that's, a, that's a shootout, but I Kansas, think it's going to be one Kansas of those beat, type of games. Yeah, Kansas beat Iowa State 14 to 11. 14 to 11, yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, I mean, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those games again, you know, back, uh, this time for, for Kansas and TCU. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to give the edge to TCU. I think uh, they'll, they'll find a way to it, – it's different to do it at home can you do it on the road. Kansas has kind of already done it in multiple places, uh, you know, beating – Beating Houston, beating West Virginia, uh, you know. So we'll we'll see. So this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas found a way to win. Though, oh my God, dude, the Kansas go to six and no. Tell you, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna know what to think of 2022. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let them have it, man. Just keep it rolling. You're gonna let them have it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you either. <laughs> to, to say to say Oklahoma to say that the that TCU Kansas is bigger is a bigger draw than the Oklahoma Texas game right In now. In the Texas Oklahoma, that's crazy, bro. Who you would have never thought that? You would have never you, thought that, bro. The, the rate the rate game that the the two the rate game the rate versus rate game between those two matchups is the TCU Kansas. And not Oklahoma, Texas is wild. Wild. Wild, bro. Hey, let's strap in and get ready for another wild week of college football, bro. It's, it's been a crazy season already so far. I can't wait for this weekend so we can, you know, come back and talk about it again. Man. Now we're gonna get ready, move it over to the to the to the uh, the big boys, to the pros. Uh week five is already underway tonight. We got the Colts and the Broncos. 
Um, it's a snooze fest. It's it's, it's tied up six apiece. Um, I promise you, you do better probably binge watching probably the Jeffrey Dahmer series or something right now. Man, watch have you, did you watch that? No, I haven't, bro. I don't. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. I know you're supposed to talk about the league. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, dude is dude is crazy, man. I just uh one of one of the one of the uh players on our women's basketball team, she uh no coach, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Man, from episode one, I'm like, oh, this is wild. <laughs> like, oh, this is wild. <laughs> dude, you if you got a shot, if anybody, anybody listens to this, you two Sanders, man, you got you got a chance. It's it's ten episodes, so it's a little series. Yeah. Um, okay, but if you got some downtime, man, this if you're gonna watch it, strap in. But I, I would say watch it. It's it's he he's out there. I say that he's out there, definitely. Man, <laughs> sheesh, 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 sheesh. But <laughs> yeah, man, week week five. So that's that's going on right now. Um. Like I said, the season's you know a quarter a quarter of the way through the season already, so um, it's chugging along. Injuries are starting to come in, pile up. We we've already seen a quarterback change. Uh, a rookie quarterback is now getting ready to start, and Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think he's the only one that's playing right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, uh, I figured that we figured that was probably coming along here. We just didn't know when. Um and, and now we know four games in, Kenny Pickett gets a start here. Uh man, what are some games uh that you looking at far as week five? It's a, it's a lot of interesting matchups this week too. Yeah. One one game that I'm looking at right now that is is is, is interesting, um is the Giants and the Packers. You got was I believe it's the Giants are three and one. I believe the Cowboys are three and one, and the Eagles are still undefeated. So you got three teams in what we would call the NFC least that are that have winning records. Two teams right. above above how um, well a game above five hundred really. But that Packers, I I would say that the Packers are the second best team in the NFC behind the Eagles. Um, you you had a, a tough a tough game last week, a tough win in overtime versus uh, the Patriots. You come in and you're playing a Giants team who was young. You know Daniel Jones is the quarterback. We know that Saquon Barkley is 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 the offense. He makes that thing go. Um, but the Giants defensively, they're nothing to sneeze at. Uh, defensively, they they can play some ball. Only allowing 17 points a game. Obviously, the Packers as well play some good defense. Um, but just interested to see what 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 Packers team shows up, and, and if New York, if the Giants show up as well, because um, if they can make this a tight game, you never know. Saquon is is that dynamic where if if you give him if you give him a chance, he'll make you pay. Um, so that game, that's one. Um, I want to see. As as much as I don't want to say it, the Cowboys and the Rams. Um, <laughs> as much as I don't want to say it, 
the Cowboys and the Rams, man, that the Cowboys defense is legit. The Cowboys defense is legit. And I, and I say this regardless of if Cooper Rush is the quarterback or if Dak Prescott is the quarterback, that defense wins them games regardless of who's the quarterback back there, in my opinion. They're that good on defense, especially up front with uh, Michael Parsons and the rest of the crew. He's, he's, he's a different beast. Michael Parsons is a different beast. Um, and seeing how seeing how the LA Rams match up and, and how they how they continue to bounce back. They're sitting at two and two coming off the Super Bowl. Two and two is not what they expected to be. It's not what they want to be right now. So seeing if they show up, because um, the Cowboys right now they look they look good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And then one more is a divisional matchup uh, for myself. It's the Bengals and the Ravens. It's the Bengals and the Ravens. Now, the Ravens have had two tough weeks. Well, not two tough weeks, but because they beat they beat New England. But they've had two games between Buffalo and Miami where you were up and you find a way to lose both of those games. Um, Bengals are coming off of two straight wins. They beat the Jets and then they beat Miami last Thursday night. So looking at that matchup, what does that look like? This is a, the Sunday night game as well. So you're playing Sunday night down in Baltimore. Um, both of these teams, in my opinion, man, should be better than 2-2. Two and two. Um, Like I said, the Ravens, they've had two tough losses. And the Bengals, they lost two straight. They lost to Pittsburgh in overtime. They lost to Dallas. And mainly because they can't protect Joe Burrow. <laughs> I mean, it's just they just can't protect Joe Burrow for whatever reason. So I think that matchup as well, that's a good one, especially in that division where everybody is is outside of Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh, between the the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Browns, they're all sitting at two and two. So this is a very, very important divisional matchup in the AFC North right now. Yeah, that's big. I'm bro, Baltimore has only trailed for 14 seconds. What you mean? Two and two. Like the two of the losses, bro, trailed for 14 seconds. In both, it combined in those yeah. two games for yeah. 14 seconds. Yeah. That, man. That's it, crazy. That's, that's crazy. None of made no sense, man. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Oh, uh, man. Sense, yeah, uh, uh, that's. Is is wild, but I mean, those are the two best teams in the AFC North. I mean, between the the, the Bengals and the and the Ravens, so this is it's, that's a huge matchup for sure. Uh, a game, one game, a couple games I'm looking at is um, I mentioned, I kind of mentioned the quarterback already, and that's Kenny Pickett uh, making your first start, and you're going up against the Buffalo Bills. That's um, rough. Tough. <laughs> Granted, they're 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 missing some guys uh, defensively, but that defense is still tough because uh, they pretty much, I mean, they held they held the Ravens to three points to the whole second half um, last week. So that that Bills defense is still tough, even though they're missing guys. But man, yeah, yeah, come out and I mean, I, I, you know, Kenny Pickett showed flashes, but he I mean he completed every pass that he threw. 
uh, ten of them was to his teammates, but the other three was to the Jets. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll see uh, how well he'll do in his like first true start here this week. So I think that's you know that's something interesting to look at. Just just to, you know, see how that goes. Um, another matchup I'm looking at is it's not maybe like you know a top quality matchup, but just really for the psyche of these teams, and that's um the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. Tennessee all season has gotten off to uh, quick starts uh, outside of that Buffalo game where it was you know over with by halftime, but uh, Tennessee has gotten off to quick starts here in those those other games that they've had. Um, but haven't done anything pretty much in the second half. Um, and that's been trouble for them, you know, all season. And they don't need this to keep happening because it could, you know, eventually catch up to them. You know, they got away with it. They've got away with it the last two weeks here against uh, the Raiders and the Colts. I mean, I'm not saying Washington can get them, but, you know, they 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 can't keep letting teams hang around uh, like that. Week in and week out, because eventually it'll catch up to them. And then for Washington, I mean, the first couple of weeks they seemed like they were okay, uh, but these past couple of weeks, man, the offensive line has been terrible. They can't run the ball, can't keep Carson Wentz protected. He's turning the ball over. Um, so just wondering, you know, what's the what's the what's going to be the psyche of you know these these teams out here? Because you know after this, the Titans going into a bye week, so. They're one of the first teams to, you know, get a bye week after after this week. So just wondering how the psyche of those two teams are for sure. Man, and really, we get ready for the pickles. We won't we won't stay too long on that for these, but we got is you a game that you mentioned actually. Um Dallas and the Rams. Obviously, the defense for Dallas is pretty legit. Michael Parsons is for sure making his case for defensive player of the year. I mean, you might even – I know MVP is a quarterback award, but you got to even maybe throw him in the MVP conversations, even though they won't. Uh, that defense is balling. Travion Diggs are obviously grabbing another interception. And like you, we mentioned, Cooper Rush is keeping the offense flowing. And um, the L.A. Rams uh, kind of, I don't know, I think stuck in neutral, I guess, pretty much. You know, one week they look pretty good, the next week they – not looking so good. It's just, I don't know. It's, it seems like something is missing there. But Cowboys, Rams, I mean, that's going to be a, a crazy game. It's in L.A., but, you know, Cowboys fans travel. So it might be a de facto home game for them. Uh, man, who, who, who you got in this one? The Rams look very, very, very pedestrian against against San Fran um, on Monday night. They is. That defense for San Francisco did whatever they wanted. Um, that's always a tough matchup for LA, but regardless, like to look that lethargic, to look that bad against San Francisco, um, definitely doesn't bode well. You're back at home. Um you get, you know, you're back at home. Like you said, you're in LA, but there's cowboy fans everywhere. It it, it might not be 50-50, but it, it probably would be about 60-40. You're going to hear the Cowboys fans um, in SoFi this this Sunday um, in L.A. The Rams, they, they can't run the football, man. They just can't run the football. 
And that's that's the biggest thing right now. They cannot run the foot. They're rushing for 68 yards a game right now mm. as an offense. <laughs> um, they're not giving up a hundred yard rusher, but they can only they only running the ball 68 yards a game right now. And if you can't run the football to to slow down that pass rush for Dallas, I don't I don't I don't know. And even and that's the thing. Like with Dallas's offense, they're not. They only scoring seventeen points a game, but those seventeen points seem like it's enough. It seems like it's enough with this defense. If you give them, if you give them a lead, it seems like they're gonna find a way to make some plays. Um, I can't believe this, man. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys to win the game. I. LA just like you said, they just they look like they're stuck in neutral right now. They're trying to figure it out, and they haven't figured it out. Um, maybe the offense can get something going, but like I said, if they can't run the ball, if they can't run the ball on Sunday, and you give Michael Parsons and uh, Lawrence and those boys a chance to just pin their ears back and and go get Matthew Stafford, it's going to be a long day. They have a long day like they did this past Monday, so. <laughs> wow, yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas. <laughs> Bro, I you can't believe I'm saying I, I know, I know, because I can't believe I'm saying this too. I'm going with Dallas too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I wanna I wanna pick the Rams, but I mean nothing is showing me that that, that they can like, you know, turn the corner and get it together here. Like uh, honestly, it, it, it got to the point on Monday against against San Francisco and you know we we mentioned it before to the guys, you know, in the in the group that hey, it's been a long time since you know the Rams have won in San Francisco. They just for some reason can't beat them there. Uh, but even on Monday, it's just like man, some of the plays that they were it was it was so predictable. Like you kind of knew like this was was about to come. This is coming. Oh, this play is coming. Now this play is coming. It's just I don't know. It's just I don't know what it is that they're like. That they're missing, but it's just something that's missing. I don't know if it's like a mojo or is Stafford really just is this his decline now? Like is that this it or you know or what? Um, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, obviously, like it's like Cooper Cup is getting his, but if nobody else is getting involved, like you said, they can't run the ball. I mean, gosh, I know, I know, all the fantasy owners who draft the can makers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause man, yeah, the fact that they can't run the ball is that's troubling. And if you're not, like you said, if you're not able to run this ball on this Dallas defense, then you basically tell them to rest the passer. And and you know, Diggs will definitely try his, you know, try his best, you know, to stay up on on Cooper Cup. If nobody else can get open, like I don't know what's up with the rapport with Stafford and Allen Robinson. The fact that they can't like connect on anything, it's just it's very troubling. So. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this too, but yeah, I think I think Dallas is gonna win again and Cooper Rush is gonna stay undefeated as a star quarterback. <laughs> and he ain't even gotta do much just because like you said, the defense. I mean they get a touchdown, two touchdown lead, it's, it's, it's man, it's it's ball it's, game. it's pretty much a wrap. Right. Yeah, so man, right to that. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Dallas too. I can't believe I said that, but it is what it is. Um, man, next on next on tap, the uh, the lone undefeated team that's still left in the uh, in the NFL. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, traveling out west, going to Phoenix and playing um the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, does Philly stay undefeated, or you know, does Arizona catch them slipping? Nah, they stay undefeated. I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I just I've I can't trust Arizona. I just can't trust Arizona, and some of that comes with their some of their woes in the playoffs. But also, I just I trust Jalen Hurts and that offense right now, and that defense. Um, I just trust the Eagles more right now. When you defense travels, when you got a good defense, your defense travels when you go on the road. You're going across the country from Philly out to Phoenix to play um, to play Arizona. Kyler Murray is going to present a problem for anybody because of his skill set, his ability to run with the football, and also that live arm that he has. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take Philly in that defense, giving up 17 points a game right now only allowing 100 yards on the ground. I think that that defense, I think I saw something where, like, Slay and James Bradbury, it was some crazy stat where they haven't allowed, they've only allowed, like, some, like a certain amount of catches or something like that. It was, it was something crazy. I can't remember the exact number. But, like, they're locking up back there in the back end. Um, and, obviously, you got – all the different Batmans, you got the buff Batman, the skinny Batman, this fast Batman, all you know, all this stuff in Philly. <laughs> they, just got, they just got a swagger right now. I know, I believe it was last week, before the games last week, Jalen Hurts, all right, Jalen Hurts' total offense, just him alone, rushing and passing the ball before last week's game, if I'm not mistaken, he was, he would rank 11th in total offense in the NFL. Wow. He will rank by himself, <laughs> by himself, he will rank 11. He would have ranked 11th in total offense in the NFL. So 10 offenses will have more total offense than, than Jalen Hurts right now. He's, he's playing at an MVP level. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take Philly too. I think they go ahead and get get, get the five and zero. Uh, man, you you mentioned you mentioned Slay and Bradbury. I, first of all, how do the Giants let they bet? How do you let Bradbury know. walk? That's neither here nor there. But leave and then yeah, go you, in division. <laughs> crazy, bro. I mean, but you but you talk about the secondary. I mean, man, that that that, that front seven is crazy too, bro. Brandon Graham, yeah. Hassan Reddick. Man, you know Fletcher Cox, all, all those man, all those guys. It's just they they crazy and uh, the the person who's really not you know they they haven't talked about much a, a, a lot right now. But man, you got to give him some credit too offensively, and that's that's Cuz, that's Cuz, man, Miles Sanders. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the, I think the last couple of weeks he's hit over a hundred yards. I think. 
maybe two or three times here the past couple, you know, past two or three games. He's gone over 100 yards rushing. I mean, so, you know, they're running the ball. Obviously, AJ, I mean, getting AJ Brown right now is probably the biggest, big, the biggest win of the year so far. I mean, oh, yeah. Because, golly, bro, he's tearing it up. And I mean, like, I don't even know if he's even scored that many touchdowns. He's might, he might have one or two. Uh, but I mean, it's just about week in and week out. He's giving you six, seven, eight, nine, ten catches. He has one touchdown right now. It's just they just tallying it up. One touch, yeah, one touchdown. But I mean, bro, the impact he's making, the impact he's making is just crazy because you know, one week where he goes off and he he does his thing, gets ten catches for one hundred and fifty five yards, and the next week. It might go down a little bit, but then Devontae Smith goes off for two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, like last, and you know, I think last week it wasn't really Devontae's game, but AJ Brown had a pretty good game last week. So, um, you know, and, and obviously Jalen Hurts doing it through the air and on his with his feet, with his legs. So they Philly, yeah, Philly does have just they got this swagger about themselves right now. And I think it's a good swagger. It ain't. It's not really like you know being cocky or anything like that. It's a good swagger that they got because they know like you know they got a they got a feel for something. They they got something rolling right now, and that's both offensively and defensively. So yeah, I mean I think Kyler Murray try to do his best that he can, you know, to keep keep Arizona in in, in that game. But Philly would get it and go to five and zero. And then uh, we got the last game on tap here, uh, the Sunday night game, Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, big big AFC North matchup. I, first place is on the line. I mean, it's it's, it's it's huge. Um, I think the Bengals won both matchups last year. Uh, against against Baltimore, and I I think you know the, the first matchup against Baltimore, which was on the road too, last year was the coming out party where we saw Jamar Chase just light them boys up. Well, stupid. And honestly, Baltimore's. Pass defense is atrocious this year. Man, it's atrocious. Like they they're opportunistic because they got a lot of turn. They're forcing turnovers, but man, they are giving up a ton of yards, bro. So if I don't know if they can't get if they can't get pass on that offensive line and get some pressure on Joe Burrow, man. Yeah. Um who 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 you got? <laughs> it's tough because it is it's what you said. They're giving up the Baltimore Ravens, they're giving up three hundred almost three hundred and thirty yards through the air a game right through now. Through the air. Yeah. Almost three hundred and thirty yards a game right now. The thing is can can Cincinnati protect Joe Burrow? That's the only thing. Can they protect him? Because, like, right now, right now Cincinnati is giving up 85 yards a game rushing. They're going to give up more than that. Lamar Jackson is going to rush. He might rush for 85 yards by himself on Sunday night. <laughs> so they're going to give up those yards. But can they protect Joe Burrow. If they can protect protect Joe Burrow the way that pass defense has looked, this is not all right. This is not New England's passing attack. All right. This is and last week they did a pretty solid job on on uh against Buffalo. 
they did a pretty solid job against Buffalo now. They gave up, was it 20, 20 unanswered or 17 unanswered points um, to end up losing the game. But they did a pretty solid job. That defense played pretty well against our offense, who early in the season looked unstoppable. <laughs> it looked like they were going to roll through everybody. Um, man, I mean, and they're coming off of Baltimore's coming off of a tough loss, too. It's, 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 hard, it's hard for me not to take Baltimore at home. It's hard for me not to take uh, Baltimore at home. They're 0-2 at home right now. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Ah, that hurt. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I think Baltimore finds a way to get it done. Um, it's it's a lot of question marks on both teams, but we have those question marks. I'm I'm gonna take Joe Burrow is that guy, uh, but I'm gonna take the former MVP. I'm gonna take the former MVP. I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson um, to do it with his arm, with his legs. I, I think they find a way to win this game Sunday night. It's going to be close. Oh, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game. But I'm going to go with Baltimore. Right there with you. I'm not even going to waste no time. I'm right there with you. I'm going with Baltimore. I think they're going to rebound just because Cincinnati right now, they're being, they're being one-dimensional. Like, it's just, it's really just Joe Burrow dropping back, passing the ball. Uh, and that's it. Granted, the offensive line has done pretty well the past two games compared to their first two. They gave up 13 sacks the first two games, have only given up three the last two. Um, so, you know, they haven't had to face, uh, you know, uh, a nice little pass rush here again. But Baltimore might try to bring it this week. And the fact that Cincinnati doesn't run the ball enough like they should because they, they have a a pretty solid yeah, I don't running back in, in Joe Mixon. I don't know. I don't get. I don't, get I, don't that and I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the offensive line, the new you know makeshift for the offensive line with the four new starters that they just haven't got you know focused on, on on running the ball and maybe just because everybody's thinking about protecting protecting Burrow, protecting Burrow, protecting Burrow that they just don't want to run the ball. Or can't run the ball. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like last week against um, the Dolphins, I mean, together they only they only tallied up 67 yards, so only getting 2.2 yards a carry off of you know 30 carries combined. And that's the thing. Like Joe Mixon had 24 carries, so it's not like they're abandoning the run, but it's just not. It's just not being productive. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they. I, I don't know if they'll be able to just to stay. Disciplined enough to keep running the ball, kind of like they did last week, to be disciplined enough to run the ball enough to keep the you know the the, the Baltimore defense on the seals. Because I mean, if you I mean if you pass it enough, you know, Marlon Humphreys and, and Marcus Peters and those guys they they got some good they they good ball hawkers now they got good ball skills. So you pass it enough, and if that O line don't hold up, and if you know Calais Campbell can be, get back there, and the rest of that D line can get back there, and you know, Pat, Patrick Queen is flying all over and, and filling in the gaps and everything. Um, that's a, like I said, the, the pass defense is terrible for Baltimore, but they're so opportunistic. I think they're one of the top league leaders in, in turnovers. So, um, 
I think they they may find a way to, to you know to get Burrow here and there. But then I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Burrow and them go off for three hundred yards and, yeah. and Chase gets off and everything like that. Because because of how bad the pass defense is. But I also think the the other thing is the other side of the ball. Um, this is gonna be. I think this is going to be the Bengals' first real test defensively, like with some athletes. I, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, J.K. Dobbins looked looked really good last week. Um, if hopefully you know Mark Andrews has a, a a better week than he did last week, and I, I think that this is going to be a lot for for the Bengals' defense. I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Now, this is one I can see a shootout for sure. Um. But I think in the end, I think Lamar Jackson is going to make more plays than than Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and I'm going with the Ravens too. Okay. All right. Man, that's going to be that's going to be a good one though for sure. I can't wait. I'll be locked in for sure Sunday night. Yeah. Can't wait. But man, we get ready here to wrap up another episode. This, this is another good one. Uh, man, you got any last words, any shout-outs you want to give? Yeah, yeah, just uh, thankful for another opportunity to jump on here, man. Always, always great to do this. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to homecoming next week. Um, I won't be able to make it to homecoming. So everybody, it's homecoming season. You know, have fun. Be safe. Uh, be smart um, and everything. Like I said, it's, it's, I would love to be able to come back, man. I would love to be able to come back, but I can't. Uh, it's all good. So everybody just be safe. Um, with, you know, wherever you're going, whatever school, uh, your alma mater is, just be safe while you're doing your thing um, with homecoming. And we continue to uh, be healthy, you know, be smart, watch what you're doing and everything like that continue to um, strive for greatness find what your passion and your purpose is and once you find that thing just continue to to reach continue to reach continue to reach um so that's one thing that uh comfortability is is the greatest is the greatest detriment to greatness being comfortable is the greatest detriment to greatness so if you ever feel yourself getting comfortable just find a way to find a way to Go to that next step. Find that next step. And keep striving. That's it. Hey, yeah. Uh same same here, bro. I always appreciate you taking the time out for you know join in with me, bro. Each time that we do it. I appreciate you for sure. <clears throat> Man. Uh shout out to everybody, you know, at home, wherever you are. Uh the ones who listen in, tune in faithfully. We appreciate y'all. Continue to support the podcast, man. Like, subscribe, um, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, if you listen to it on SoundCloud, that works too. Uh, man, just continue to keep supporting us. Uh, oh, love black women. Cherish black women. Protect black women. No means no. No means no. Like my brother said, it's homecoming season. Look, man, y'all be careful out here, though. Everybody, that's 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 not just one particular gender, but just everybody be careful out here, man. Make sure, you know, if y'all going out, 
to these functions, tailgates and everything like that, you know, let's not get caught lacking. Let's enjoy ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Let's be, let's let it be peaceful. Let it be fun. Uh, man, I don't know if you, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you heard, you've heard, but you know, they tried to burn, somebody tried to burn down the weekend here in Nashville. So, <laughs> dude, dude. Crazy, what, right? What people got against the weekend, but man, you know, they they tried, <laughs> man. So tried. you know, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's TSU homecoming this weekend right now. So you know, everybody just be safe, and you know, MTSU homecoming will be next weekend. So let's just continue to have a you know a fun, safe time for sure, and um, let's just uh continue to be great out here for sure. Find your purpose, man. It is October. 2022 is flying. Get ready to prep yourself up, man. Start honestly. Start getting ready to prep for 23, bro. Because it's it's gonna it's, it'll be here before you know it. So let's keep the keep the tunnel vision, bro. Keep the focus going, uh, man. Just keep striving for greatness for sure. Uh, like I said, follow the uh, the Instagram, follow the 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 Twitter. Man, you know what I'm saying? Just keep supporting the podcast. However you you you, you support it, we appreciate it uh a, a whole lot. Man, so uh, until the next time when we, we come back on here again, uh this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.